exciting. All right, the rest of you, the, the other kids are gone. The rest of you, your teenagers, you're stuck with me. Amen. Amen. So for the next couple of hours, if we can just kind of press in and just be encouraged and be good hearers. Amen. Amen. Can we, if you be good hearers, I'll try to be a good preacher. All right, that's good. That's good enough. Two or three minutes. Amen. Let's see how we figure this out. All right, we're good. All right, you ready for the quote? Let's bring it. Let's bring it to a new neighborhood. Let's drop it in the South Bronx. Come on. Come on. I think I had to change my stories here just to make it South Bronxish. All right, we ready? Father, we just thank you for your word, God, which never returns void. We thank you for your word because it has power. It has power, Lord God, to make old things new, to make broken things whole, to, 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 to make things that are, that are, that are tear, torn down to rebuild them, Lord God. We thank you for your word, which has all power. And we, we ask that you would remove me, that you would just prepare us, God, to receive from you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Here's, the, here's the, uh, the quote. Every struggle in your life will become a story someday. Every struggle in your life will become a story someday. It'll either be a story about how you got stronger and persevered or a story about why you gave up. You can't always choose your struggles, but you can choose the story that becomes true. Come on, man. this statement. The church is not a building. It's a people. That's good stuff, man. The church is not a building that could be opened or closed. We are the church. We've been going through a tough series. Somebody say amen. Amen. Some of you brought the curitas, you brought the bengay, you're ready. Because it's been a tough series, and I, I truly believe it's the heart of God. I believe it's the incarnation of Christ, Christ be before us, Christ behind us, Christ around us, Christ inside us, amen? amen? The standard is the series. In case you've been under a rock someplace, under a tree someplace, or whatever. The standard, and it, it's been a series simply calling the church back to Christ, to live His way, to, to live according to His plans, amen? And so we've been battling through the book of Romans together, because Romans was, was written to the church in Rome in order that they might have the full gospel, in order that, that they might have sound doctrine and good theology, and so we've been calling the body back to the standard, Amen? See, it's amazing how many Christians can quote chapter and verse for, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. How many, how many can quote chapter and verse for, of that one? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. I need, a, I need an organ. Plans to harm you. Man, man. Plans to give you a hope and a future. What's the verse? 
It's amazing how many Christians can quote that chapter and verse, but when it comes to their everyday life, we won't walk according to those plans. When it comes to their everyday life, we won't walk in obedience. We don't want to hear nothing but blessing. I just want to hear about God's blessing. If you're not going to talk about that, I might as well leave now. Because I just want to hear how God wants to bless me. I want to hear how God is impressed with me. I want to hear how God loves me. How I'm the apple of his eye. How I'm the best thing God's ever seen. How he loves me more than that. And that's all true. But there's more. Can I talk to you this morning? This, this series has me feeling like we're in the days of Nehemiah and we're, we're building up the walls that the enemy has torn down. And so we're, with one hand there's a tool building and with the other hand there's a weapon fighting. And so, and so we're building and fighting at the same time. Amen? I can tell you plainly that because of this series some have left the church. Because of this series, some have gotten angry. Because of this series, many would say we're being attacked. Many would say we stirred up something that we shouldn't have opened. As if we need to be afraid. As if I'm scared. As if you're scared. But people say you stirred something up. Maybe that's why we're under attack. We had a tree fall on our building on a beautiful sunny day. A tree that's been going for, for growing for hundreds of years. A tree that was an ash tree, so it's made out of the hardest wood. They make baseball bats out of those trees. We had an agency shut down our building. We're going through issues trying to resolve things for this building. We're here in another location. We own a $1.5 million building, and we had to rent a school to meet today. I came to tell somebody... Take heart, family. The church is not a door that man can shut. I'm excited. It has been tried before. That's what I want you to get today. This has been tried before. The enemy and the prince of this world has tried to shut the door many, many times. And he can't do it. I've talked about this before, and, and, but it's so powerful, and, and God just brought it to me again. We need to See, when God was, was going to use Moses and raise him up to deliver people from, from bondage, the king of this world decreed all male children be executed. He wanted to kill Moses before Moses grew up. He wanted to kill him as a kid. And children, listen. Teenagers, listen. But Moses was rescued and Moses became a rescuer. During the times of Esther, there were plans to kill all the Jews. The enemy wanted to wipe out the lineage that led to Christ. I'll kill all the Jews so that he'll never come. But Esther prevailed. And she rescued the Jewish people. When Joseph when, when God used, was going to use Joseph to rescue his people during the greatest famine that we can read about in the scriptures. He, when he was young, his brothers beat him up. They left him in a ditch to die. And then they pulled him out of the ditch and they sold him into slavery. But even as a slave and later as a prisoner, Joseph persevered. 
and he rescued God's people. And I love the verse from that passage, the title of this message, Genesis 50:20. What you meant for evil, God meant for my good. What you meant to destroy me, God used to empower me. Somebody got to tell the enemy that today. What you meant to break me, God used to get me strong. What you meant to destroy my marriage and my family, God used to bring us together. What you meant to keep me down, God used for my elevation. These present struggles and trials and tribulations are for my good. Church is not a door that man can shut. But he kept trying. And he continues to try. And so when Jesus became Emmanuel, God with us, born in the flesh, the king of the land tried to find him and tried to kill him. And when King Herod couldn't find them, he decreed that all the male children under two in that area be killed. He came after him as a kid, as a young person. Kill everybody under two, all the male children. He decreed, but Jesus lived. Y'all, I thought everybody was awake. What happened? They went back to sleep. I said, but Jesus lived. And he walked among us and he talked to, and you are gangster. Jesus said, destroy this temple and I'll raise it in three days. <laughs> the plan of the enemy has always been to wipe out the church entirely or to at least draw it away from the standard of God. If, if, if the enemy can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If he can't make you evil, he'll, he'll, he'll get you to compromise. If he, if he can't get you to sell out, he'll make you sell short. If he can't stop you from going to church, he'll try to keep you from at least being the church. You know, the enemy's fine with some of you coming to church. Because he knows you're not going to do nothing. You just want to tell people, yeah, I went to church Sunday. You just want the TSF t-shirt. <laughs> Where's my membership card? You got a membership card. But, but you ain't stirring nothing in their wickedness. You ain't stirring nothing. In, when when you, your feet hit the floor, ain't nothing in hell trembling. Nothing. It's crazy that we're clapping for that, right? See, the Bible warns in 2 Timothy 4, he, he, but Paul's talking to Timothy, man, and, and, and he's telling him, preach the word. He tells him clearly, this is at the end of Paul's life. He tells him clearly, preach the word. Be prepared, in season and out of season. Correct and rebuke and encourage and with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That's, that's carnal Christianity today. 
I mean, I, I, I like the way the message kind of colors it. Look, look, look at the way it says it in the message. Proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Can I tell you today, church? Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. You're going to find that there are going to be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching. But they'll fill themselves up on spiritual junk food. Catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. And they'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you, church, keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive and do a thorough job as God's servant. Accept the hard times as well as the good. The way you come out of the hard times determines your character. See, the plan of the enemy was always to wipe out or draw the church away from the standards. And when we see in the scriptures these extremes where, where these decrees about killing babies, killing children, the enemy was trying to stop those that would free God's people from bondage, those that would deliver God's people, those that would raise up a standard of God again. Moses, Joseph, Esther, Jesus. Fast forward 1973, not Bible time, our time. Fast forward, because it's still happening. 1973, the United States Supreme Court issued a decree. It was called Roe versus Wade. And this decree made it legal to kill all the children. I want you to think about this. Who was the enemy targeting this time? If he killed all the boys during the time of Moses, because he was targeting Moses. They killed all the boys during the time of Jesus, because he was looking for Jesus. Now in 1973, in our time, who is the enemy targeting? Can I suggest to you, this generation. You. You. Everybody here that was born after 1973, the enemy has targeted this generation. Can I talk to you young people, children? God, don't fall for the Kanye, Jay-Z, Beyonce witchery. You're being targeted. You're being pulled astray. You're being led down the wrong path. Don't fall for it. The enemy knows that time is short and that we're living in a time where God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And so now he's not just scared of the boys, which will be the men of power and the men of integrity and the leaders and the teachers. This time he also targeted the girls. Come on. Because he knew that in this generation there were going to be women of excellence and women that would rise up to be teachers and preachers and, and, and come on, and the influencers of our time as well. Please get off your phones right now. Young people, hear me. You're being targeted. 
We need to repent as a body for quoting and only living out the bumper sticker verses. We, I've never seen a bumper sticker or a t-shirt that says embrace your sufferings. But nobody buy him. What Christian will buy him? Oh, where? I want two of those. Embrace your sufferings. Count it all joy when hardship and trials and troubles come your way. In this world, you will have trouble. Those are great t shirts. These troubles are for my good. That's a good t shirt. These troubles are for my good. I don't, but family, it, what kind of confuses me is that I don't understand how we ever thought this thing was going to be easy. Like, where did we get that from? Did you ever read one passage of scripture, one, like a whole chapter, not, you know, when you guys open up and say, I need a word, God. Oh, amen. And you read one sentence. And hopefully that was something good. But like when you read a whole passage, did you ever think, oh man, this Christianity thing is a cakewalk. This is easy. Look at Paul's life. Piece of cake. He went from glory to glory every day. Glory to glory to glory to glory. Prison to prison to beating to prison. To beating to prison to stoning to beating to prison. To beating to prison. To to stick. I don't know where we ever thought this thing was going to be easy, but, but it's, it's scary to me for a generation today that's, that's flocking to churches and they're waiting online to get into churches and that's amazing. And, they're, and they're, there's an excitement, but the prosperity gospel and the comfortable gospel and the carnal Christianity that's being preached today, it's no gospel at all. It's not a gospel. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But that's not a curse. It's a beautiful assurance. In the, in the message, it puts it this way, John 16, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured and deeply at peace. In this godless world, you'll continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I have conquered the world. See church, the difference is how we look at it. Amen? Every apostle that walked with Christ had to decide every day this world will not shut me down. I have been entrusted with the good news of the gospel. I have the spirit of the living God on the inside. I am the New Testament temple of God. I am, can you say that? I am the New Testament temple of God. Can you grab that in your heart? I'm the temple of God. The church isn't 1469 St. Peter's Avenue. The church is thisguy.com. The church is thatlady.com. That's the church. That's the address. What's the address for the church? What church do you go to? You're right here. Right here. Step into this square and you're in my church. Right here. I'm the New Testament temple of the spirit of the living God. He dwells in me. This is his temple. And as 
we read through the prophets of the Old Testament and the apostles in the New Testament and how many times the enemy tried to silence them and shut them down, they were beaten and imprisoned and brought before crowds of people who hated them and attacked them. They were threatened. They were told to stop being the church. Stop your church talk. Stop this Jesus thing. Roll your religion back a bit. Anybody been told that? If you haven't, maybe you haven't stepped into it yet. There's a term we hear a lot in the legal field, cease and desist. And, and it means stop what you're doing, cease, and don't take it up again later. Desist. And so Peter and Paul and the disciples, they were beaten up and given cease and desist papers. And, and it's um, don't talk about him again. Don't mention this Jesus again. And every time their answer was, should we listen to you or should we listen to God? Should I listen to you or should I listen to God? And so when they tell you, listen, man, roll back your, your Jesus stuff a little bit. Should I listen to you or should I listen to God? If I'm the only Jesus person you know, if I'm the only church that you're ever going to be talking to, this is for people in your school and in your job and, and in your place and on your train and on your bus. If I'm the only church that you're ever going to sit next to, who's going to tell you the truth? Amen. Amen? I'm going to be held accountable. The enemy's going to, I mean, or the, 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 there's going to come a time we have to answer. We're going to say, this guy sat next to you at work 8, 9, 10 hours a day, 40, 50 hours a week. He was at your church and you never preached a word. And that's the question you and I have to answer every day in our walk with God. Do I listen to God who tells me I was created in his image and in his likeness? Or do I listen to man who tells me at best I'm an evolved animal, at worst I'm a cosmic accident? <laughs> who am I going to listen to? I shared last week, Paul tells us in Romans 5, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access. By faith. Into grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that. But we rejoice in our sufferings. Because knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. But God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Somebody say amen. amen. See, as people in general, we'll, we're always looking at what we've lost instead of what we have. Right? I, I, I know you're talking to me, me and the, and the team. We've been complaining all week to each other and, and, and it's been great and it's been hard and it's been a struggle, but we're always looking at what we lost instead of being grateful for what we have. Amen. I truly believe that the, what the enemy meant for evil, what the enemy meant for our harm, for our destruction, God is using to build us up and to teach us our priorities. Amen. To teach us what matters. I, I'll tell you, I, I, I have been kind of separated from the building now. In a good way. In a good way. I've been separated. There's been a string kind of cut from, from that building in a good way. 
Not that I, I love the building. I love the, what God has done over there, and I love what God is doing and what God will continue to do. I, I want to put a school on the second and third floor. I want to put a home for, for, for pregnant moms. I want to I do all that daycare on the other side. I want to do all that. Don't, I'm not, don't understand. You know, I'm not cutting myself off from it, but there had to be a spiritual kind of cutting away. Well, that building is not the identity of TSF. Mm. Amen? That building is not our identity. God could pick us up and move. God could put six more floors on that building. And, and it's all good. And we have to be all good with it. God could put us in 17 schools around the Bronx. Whatever. Amen? Amen. I know the team's like, I don't want to. Can just come up and the scripture? Keep on, keep on. Next. Family, they're going to be hard times. We cannot let them break us. We can allow God to use it for my good. Amen? If we embrace our sufferings, we can count it all joy. And sometimes that's the only way, not sometimes, that is the only way that we'll ever get stronger. Listen, there's a world record for, for bench press. I know you guys think my buddy over there that uh, holds it, but he doesn't yet. Maybe he will. Then his name is Tiny Meeker. He holds the, the record for the heaviest bench press, last time I looked, at over 1,102 pounds. He bench pressed 1,102 pounds. Now, I want you to understand something. He didn't come one day and said, let me try to lift 1,000 pounds. <laughs> right? How many of you thought, like, one day this guy was bored? He said, you know what? Put a thousand pounds on that ball. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pumped. You know? I drank a Red Bull with a, with a monster chaser. You know, put a thousand pounds on that ball. I'm ready. No, no. He had to build up to that strength. How? By enduring opposition. See, he had to fight up a hundred pounds first. Some of us, when we started bench pressing, it was just the ball. Who, who knows? Who knows? You're embarrassed because but the, because the, you got no bar. No, don't put no weight on it. The bar is 45 pounds. A regular bar is 45 pounds in the gym. It's embarrassing for a man to get under the bar and just press the bar and be sweating. But some of us got to start at the bar before we can put weight on the bar. Oh, come on, come on. We have to endure. We have to build the, the strength through enduring smaller pressures before we can set world records. So the only way to get stronger is by getting through smaller things. That's the only way we, we get. See, some people want to hold the record. They want to be strong. They want to be anointed. They want the recognition, but they don't want to lift the ball. Come on. They, they want to be strong, but they don't want to break a sweat. Amen? And that's why on the market is flooded with green tea extract pills and Garcinio Cambogia pills and, and, and you guys are laughing because you all bought them? Because any other magic diet pill that promises that you'll drop belly fat and build strong muscles. Right? We all, if it came in a pill, man, all of us. Some of you are so sad because you just bought it and you thought it was going to work. 
Get your $19 back. Mm. You know how you get strong? You got to lift the bar. Even when it's heavy. Even when it seems like it's too much for you to push off your chest or off your back, you got to lift the bar. How I many of you know I'm not talking about we lift right now? You got to lift the bar. Even when it's heavy. Listen, I'll confess to you, this has been a hard season for me, man. This has been a struggle. <clears throat> I'd be lying to you if I haven't entertained, if I don't tell you that I've entertained the thought of leaving this up to somebody else. Man, I put 11 years in at this church. Maybe it's time for somebody else to, to rise up. Maybe it's time for, for somebody else. Maybe it's time for somebody else to pick the bar up, man. I'm tired. I, I'll be honest with you. I've contemplated. Maybe, maybe it's, I mean, you get tired, man. Every season is another struggle. Anybody with me? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have a good season, man, and everything's going well, and bang! Somebody drop a 600-pound weight on your chest. And you haven't worked out in four months. It's been good for four months. Your kids behave for four months. I know this is a stretch, but I'm talking miracle stuff. Your kids behave for four months. They've been good. Good report cards, good. And, and the, everybody, your wife has been nice to you for four months. Your husband's helping you clean and wash dishes for four months. It's been four months. I got real happy. It's been four months since you worked out. There's been no struggle, no pressure. And all of a sudden, man, 500 pound weight. And God says, lift the bar. Lift the bar. But let me tell you something, the pastors and the ministers and the deacons and the members and the, the, as the team, with, as we're going through this, man, we've never been closer than we are now. We've never been closer than we are right now. We've never talked more, worked more, uh, uh, prayed more, fellowshiped more, felt more empowered, more strengthened, more encouraged than we do now. And we're not even back in our building yet. There are more testimonies coming on the back of this tree, but that's not done. I ain't ready to share those yet. But the more we talk about it, the more I see this tree was a picture of something that you and I face in our personal lives all the time. Sometimes we get hit with something so heavy that we can't imagine being able to stand up under it. When I went on the roof that Sunday and I stood next to that tree, I was not posing for that picture. None of us took that picture. That was the tree cut guy that took that picture. The one that has little, little Pastor Jordan, this monster tree. I didn't pose for that picture. We didn't take, the tree guy took that picture and he sent it to me in the report that he had to submit. He sent me 50 pictures and in there I see me in one. I said, oh man. So I, I don't want you to think I was doing a photo op like, hey, look at Pastor Jordan and the big tree. I was up there because I was blown away at the enormity of this huge tree resting on this little wall. The picture of this huge tree pressing on a wall that's only about a foot wide. 
It's such a picture of how we have to face situations in our lives that are big enough to destroy us. Some of us have faced situations in our lives that were big enough to end us. They were big enough to, 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 to destroy our marriages, to, to destroy our, our, our children, our families, our faith. We battled addictions that were bigger than that tree. We battled, we had to overcome sicknesses that were bigger than that tree. Abuse, persecution, bullying, self-hate, depression, sickness, infidelity, betrayal. Some of us had a tree bigger, a, a financial tree on us bigger than that tree in our personal lives. I came to tell somebody today what the enemy used against you. God's going to use it for your good. You need to look at your situation and say today, somebody may have meant this for evil, but God meant it for my good. Listen to this quote. The things you wish were most removed from your life are often the very things that God is using to shape you and make you into the believer of character he wants you to be. to what you, you're in right now. And we don't want to make light of that. But I want you to... See, there's something beautiful about the brick wall that held that wall up. I wasn't going to get into this, but this is beautiful. When you build a, a brick wall, you, it's, it's what makes the, the brick wall strong is that it's, a, it's small bricks, but they're put together... And then every couple, I don't remember how many it is, probably Jose could tell us, but every, you, turn, you turn one brick this way. And that brick holds both walls. And then you keep laying bricks this way. And then every set you turn another one this way. And, and so that one brick connects. And, and so the strength of that brick wall was the unity of the bricks. It's not our mic, so we can't drop it. But the strength, our strength is our unity. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that so that you understand when we come together as the body of Christ, when we stand together, when we believe together, when we fellowship together, when we worship together, even when it hurts. That's why in the gym you have a trainer, you have somebody that spots you. Sometimes things get too heavy and you can't. And they see you struggling and they see that you're not going to be able to lock the arms out. And they see that it's going to fall. And so your partner will grab that bar. And for him, from where he's standing, it's easier. And he's able to lift it up off of you. That's the church. That's the, the church is your spotter. Hey, I don't know why we're doing fitness all day today, but, but the church is your spotter. Amen? And so we're here to strengthen and to encourage one another, to build somebody up. What God you wanted to use to destroy you, I'm here to tell you, it's for your good. So let's stand. Let's worship. We're going to have a, the, the prayer team, the pastors, if you guys will come and stand here as we worship together. And if, if somebody needs some, some brick interlocking, then just come and, and, and lock, lock uh, together with those that are standing up here. We want to stand with you. We want to, let's just convert this school right now into a place of prayer, into a place of worship, into a place of strengthening. Amen? So come.